welcome to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast for A Star is Born. My name is Tom Chick. I'm here with Christian Mukowski. When you get famous, they say your whole name. It's just famous. <laughs> and with, I, I'm still looking forward to these, A Star is Born tagline, Kelly Wand. Even when non-stars are born, one of the first words most of them say is gaga. <laughs> It's a little convoluted, but it works, Kelly Wan. Yeah, I know. What do you have that's simpler for, like, the CinemaScore audience? Finally, a movie where Bradley Cooper plays someone who's hungover. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a lot of range. Kelly Wan, can you give us a trifecta this week? Yeah, it's the final one, Tom. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have this mini Halloween 3 remakes. That's more for you. (laughs) Wow. That's more for you than the listeners. Oh! Dingus hates being left out of the Halloween 3 universe. I get it. Wait, that was a tagline or that was a comment? I'm I'm lost. What just happened? Well, there's a bunch of Stars Born remakes, and I'm saying there should be five. Oh, okay. Kelly Wan. Instead of Stars Born. I feel bad because that was for me, and I would have enjoyed it if I'd been a little smarter. Well done. Well done. You didn't um, know that it was a movie before Bradley Cooper is my theory on why. That well, you you actually kind of spoiled this for me because I didn't. I don't. I mean, I knew that there was a Chris Christopherson. Is it Barbara? Stry- you know what? We'll talk about that. Yeah, is because I'm guessing Dingus watched all five or six of them. However many. There's there a are Judy Garland one. That's James the chick Mason? from uh, Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I know. I know a thing or two about these old movies. It's like Toto could have been the Gaga, and she could have been the. And uh, Edward O'Brien plays the dude in it, right? No? Am I close? There's a Frederick March one. Remember that guy? I don't know who that is. No. The angry man from Here at the Wind. He sounds like a Persian he, general. He was friendly. I mean, a, a He used to be about movies. General. And then this... Okay, well, shut up. Uh, yeah, you Remember know what? We'll get to this in a moment. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Dingus. So, so exciting to talk about stars, boy. What is the movie that Kelly Wand is spoiling for everyone right now? Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. This week we saw A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. <sighs> A 2018 American drama music romance remake movie about 12 notes, same story. It was directed by Bradley Cooper and written by him with Eric Roth and Will Fetters based on the work of at least six other writers. You can look those up. It stars Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, Sam Elliott, Andrew Dice Clay, and Dave Chappelle. A Star is Born is rated R. You bet. <laughs> totally. For language throughout. Oh, yeah. Kids, stay away. <laughs> You're not ready. Some sexuality slash nudity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and substance abuse. Kelly. Yeah, with a boot to boot. Uh, Kelly Wand, yeah. is there anything missing from that MPAA list? Some drunken singing. So rated X. <laughs> wow. You're wow. really waving the kids off this one. I think the MPA is going too soft on Star is Born. Mm. It's very hardcore. Speaking of going soft on a Star is Born, <laughs> Cinema Score, yes, it got its A. Of course it got an A. Everything at Cinema Score should get an A. Keep Star making is born, this! A from Cinema Score. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, 90% of the reviews are positive on Metacritic. The average rating from various reviews, 88 out of 100. It opened at number two on its opening ah! <laughs> with uh, 42 million, and it's actually we're recording this a few oh. weeks after its opening weekend. It's doing very, very well. It's got legs, uh, and but it, it was number two behind Venom. 
on its opening weekend. So that happened. Thank you, America. We are not worthy. <laughs> Kelly Wand, I would like you now to tell America uh, everything that happens in A Star is Born. Are you sure about that? Oh, you bet. <laughs> I've, I've, I, well, we'll talk about this. I, you know, Kelly Wand, I've. So taken... much to say, isn't there? Stars Born. It's just a, such a. What's the egg? The dolls? Russian dolls? Perestroika? Perestroika dolls? <laughs> Wow. But you want to hear Stars Born? You just call them Russian nesting dolls. You don't have to use the Russian word for it, Kelly Wand. Really? That's where you draw the line? <laughs> They're babushka dolls. All right. No collusion with Russian dolls. <laughs> All uh, right. So, Kelly Wand. What would I call such a thing, Tom? You would call it a Stopsis is Born. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't have anything better. A Stars Borpsis? A Stopsis is Bopsis. <clears throat> Stopsis is Bopsis. Bradley Cooper plays guitar on a stage to a crowd, then gets bored, so he gets into somebody's car and drinks some soda. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a bathroom stall, Gaga on her phone's all. No, I'm not marrying you, and no, I haven't seen First Man yet. I gotta go. She walks out <laughs> to a kitchen. A guy with a beard's all. Hey, Gaga, don't forget, you have to throw out a garbage bag later. <laughs> hey, called in healthy. A black guy walks in. Come on, man. She's performing tonight. Later. Huh. Mr. Cooper, uh, not sure this is your kind of place. As alcohol is, drag bar. <laughs> That's him directing. On stage, Gaga comes out posing as a fake lady and sings stuff to a martini glass. <laughs> Cooper smiles excitedly, and he thought drinking alcohol in silence was cool. <laughs> Halfway through her song, Gaga gets tired and lies down until she and Bradley stare at each other. She gets bored and wanders off. <laughs> this is one of the longest ones, by the way. I should warn you now, it's uh, pretty in-depth. And MC's all... Hey, everybody! Looks like we have Bradley Cooper here! His name in this is Johnston Lames. Very famous country singer or guitarist. <laughs> hey, uh, directing, I guess. I want to do something original. Based on that speech by Bradley, Gaga invites him backstage. She's all, by the way, it's BYOB around here. Bring your own boobs. A chick sticks her boobs in Bradley's face. Oh, those aren't boobs. Oh, which one do you want me to sign? Oh. <laughs> Bradley takes a marker and signs the word boobs on them. <laughs> Hang on, got a blow on it. He stares at her. The woman storms off to try and wipe off the ink. Everyone tires of Bradley and Gaga and leaves them alone in the dressing room. <laughs> Gaga is all, I like this job. I get to be one of the gay girls. That's your real head? Nope, I make it out of tape. I don't like it. Bradley peels off her eyebrow. Ow, my eyebrows are real, asshole. Fuck. Let me buy you a drink. Is your hair real? Nope, it's just like yours. Buzz driver girl. Oh no, you did not. A gay black person wanders in with a guitar. Yo, Cooper, sing me something, fool. Just look at me while you do it. Bradley strums and goes, 
Baby, it's time to let the old maids down. Like it's a drawing man, takes a lot to cry him. Baby, it's time to mold windmills frown. <laughs> Nobody knows who smells the dead. Nobody knows where it is named Fred. Some folks just believe in the things they're in. Fuck, I didn't mean to hit send. There's a smattering of dutiful applause from Chris Webb and my mom in the back row. Hello? (laughs) In front of me, Gagosling stands up and goes, City of Studs, born. A drag bar? You call that a meat cute? I hawked my horn and spilled coffee all over Emma Sams and then ignored her for liking my piano. That's how you make audiences horny. Also, I think we know who carried all the water and uh, place beyond the pines. Also, the word Cooper used to mean someone who makes barrels. So, uh... Eventually, he sits down. To impress Gaga, Bradley takes her to a different drag bar where no one knows who he is. <laughs> so you characterize songs. Me? No, everybody in the music industry says my nose is too big to write lyrics. I go into rooms of men. Why don't they just make my microphone bigger? In slow motion, while tender music plays, Bradley sticks his finger up her nose. Yeah, it's pretty fucking big. It's not your nose, I want to be inside. Look, when I was a kid, I had a cliff palate. But I was all, fuck you, doctor, I want to sing and direct Stars Born. So you never know. Everybody's hugely touted. Having something to say is an old bag, and that's just the truth. You understand a word I'm mumbling? No, I don't like it. He taps her nose. You can see it. Space. Oh, wow, I can't believe I'm sitting in a Texas Lucy's with Johnston Lambs. From the jukebox, we suddenly <laughs> hear the slobbery sounds of Bradley drinking in his limo earlier. Then him sighting boobs. Gaga's all. You put that on from the jukebox, rascal. Nope, that was the director's decision. A drunk guy comes over and goes, Hey, I want to take a picture of you. Uh, my ex-girlfriend can't wait for American Sniper 2. <laughs> oh, jeez. Gaga's all. Oh, no pictures of me, huh? Why? Because of my nose? She punches the guy and tries to kill him. Bradley helps by falling over and trying to shout, Cut! <laughs> They go to a pharmacy that sells groceries. Gaga's all. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Gotta get ahead of the swelling. You thought your nose was big before. He hands her a bag of frozen peas. Okay, there. Now let's find something to put on that freaky clown nose of yours. <laughs> Say, how about these Cheetos? Beside me, Nicholas Cage is all. From chips. Gaga's all, oh, you like Cheetos? No, I prefer gauze. Here, hold your hands out. Yeah, those are too big also. You play piano? She nods. The black hooker lady from Borat has left acting and is now the cashier. She farts and goes, sorry, I had to. She takes a drink from Bradley's water. Out in the parking lot, Bradley tapes the bag of Cheetos to Gaga's hand, then licks his finger. That too tight. Yeah, it's also the wrong hand. Now you bobo, swing it around. I look like a pirate. Huh? (laughs) How do you do that? Ooh. Change the subject. Arizona started working on a Peking ranch. (laughs) Fuck an 18-year-old. Oh, I'm sorry. She died in December. (laughs) 
My brother would tell you he raised me. But 127 acres in Navajo, nowhere to go. Kaka loses interest in the chat and starts to sing. (laughs) (laughs) Boys talking to him ever not hard. Peking farmer made out of lard. Is that me? Yeah, every song is you. It's pretty good. I wrote a song about something better than you the other day. Let me see if I can remember it. I'm off the deep end. Watches a dive. My dear, something that rhymes with end. Crash the world's surface where they can hurt us. We're far from the shadow now. Oh, Mr. Frodo, we're far from the shadow now. <laughs> Holy shit. Please stop. <laughs> That's supposed to help me? Can I tell you a secret? I think you might be stars born. Don't worry, I'm not good at secrets. He kisses his hand. They find a ditch somewhere and fuck. So Bradley invites her to come see his concert the following night in Topeka. Although if she really liked his music, she'd probably have gone to see him play locally. The next morning, Gaga's all... <clears throat> I said pull over 12 blocks ago. What are all these cars doing parked on the side of the street? <laughs> <laughs> How they do it? What? What is your dad a sheep? No, he's a driver. He stole forty cars. Let's sit in the parking lot some more later. Oh. Yeah, someone's got to work, Beardy. She storms off. He rolls down his window. Hey, hey, Gog, Lady Goggins. What? Just want to take another look at you from behind. So don't turn around next time. I'll call your name. Thanks. Gaga smiles and tries to draw a line down her face with her finger, but it bumps into her nose, so she gives up. As she walks away, Bradley's all, oh, boy, I sure fucked that up. Except for the boob sign. It's a man in a suit that Gaga lives with makes Gaga come in and do one of his dishes. Then she, that's Alan Arkin? Then she tries to leave, but the guy's all, wait, hang on, now my friends want to look at you. No, from behind, idiot. Oh, man, Sinatra. He becomes Frank Sinatra, but all these nobodies, yeah. Gaga's annoyed. Meanwhile, in a doctor's office, Bradley puts on headphones and tries to listen to recordings of himself drinking and signing boobs. A doctor's all. Yeah, so these tests show your character's a little underwritten. Um, (laughs) They want to have a few scenes with Sam Elliott. (laughs) Two of the perfect age group to be plausible as brothers. Okay, call Sam. Ugh. Bradley walks to an amphitheater where Sam Elliott works. Sam's all, Bradley. Back at Papa Gaga's. Come on, why don't you sing for the boys? This could be your big break. One of them owns an ice cream shop. Gaga's all, you'd know about cream. She slams a door, but forgets to go into the room first. The dad sighs and looks at us sadly. His expression's all, my character's spoiled boy the star. <laughs> Ah, writing's dumb. Later at Gaga's garbage bag job. Hey, Gaga, you're late! (laughs) I thought she worked at a drag club. I don't understand this movie. Hey, Gaga, you're late! I'm what? (laughs) Fuck you, man. Her black friends all, Hey, yo, Gaga, let's quit our job, steal someone's car, hijack Bradley Cooper's plane, then drink all his champagne. Gaga's in. They do it. 
The plane flies them somewhere where a fat lady makes them get out of the car. Then the black friend is forced to stay behind while Gaga is led through some hallways. <laughs> On a stage, Bradley Cooper dicks around with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he does when he's playing by himself. <laughs> I guess that's the implication. The crowd's all, yeah, Bradley, dig around some more. <laughs> <laughs> the fat lady makes Gaga stand on a black X and goes, no beverages. The crowd cheers the fat lady as she walks off. Bradley trips over a microphone cable as he comes on stage. He goes, I don't mind, yeah, I don't mind. I don't find what I don't run. The crowd cheers the microphone cable. Hey, everybody, I'm trying to fuck this chick. Hang on a sec. (laughs) (laughs) The crowd's silent. (laughs) Maybe just excited to see what's going to happen. He walks off stage. Grabs Gaga and goes, Hey, come out on stage with me and sing that thing from the parking lot. (laughs) She starts to answer, so he walks back on stage without her. (laughs) A girl in the crowd on her boyfriend's shoulders takes her shirt off and goes, Case 39, do the Hornets! Woo! What? The Hornets. She wants him to do the Hornets, Tom. <clears throat> From Case 39. Bradley tries to sing Gaga's song, but Gaga's all, God, he's horrible. She comes out on stage and sings, Get on to the floor. Taking out garbage is a chore. Alex Caliber's director was bored. And in the bad times, I feel myself. I want to feel my dime until I want to be a crime. Till I want to be a diamond hymen now. Bradley chimes in mumbling till one guy in the back's all, Yeah! Gaga sings some more. She sings just like somebody who does it a lot. What an actress! <laughs> <laughs> they sing till Bradley forgets what the next note is and stops playing. <laughs> the crowd's silent. It's weird it's called The Star is Born, and The Star is the one who's born during the month. Backstage, the crowd mobs Bradley and ignores Gaga. Sam Elliott pats Bradley's face and goes, You killed it. For a few seconds there, I almost believed you were drunk. <laughs> Bradley makes Gaga go to his trailer and have sex with him. She has to take a dump first, so he smokes some weed and falls asleep. In the bathroom, Gaga forgets to flush, then cursorily cleans her armpits and bush, then goes back to Bradley on the couch. <laughs> He's lost interest. Bradley, hello. Vagina. Later, after she makes her black friend listen to the story of her not having sex, he's all, Did you try shaking your titties? Gaga sighs sadly in response. When she gets back to the bedroom, Sam Elliott's tucking Bradley in and reading him My Little Pony. (laughs) Elliott kisses Bradley's beard and whiskey bottle goodnight, then goes up to Gaga and goes, Well... Merely make him sleepy. Been a while since he mumbled like that. Almost before the movie started. She's all, by the way, my name's Lady G- 
He's already walking off. Gaga has dumb sex with someone in the dark. Based on her expression at breakfast, I'm pretty sure it's Sam Elliott. <laughs> Tom reads news crawls. I go on flights of whimsy. Gaga eats Lucky Charms while Bradley's all. Sam looked at me once like I was, you know, special. You know what I mean? Gaga's all 63 years old. Meanwhile, in a room with 20 dudes and a laptop. <laughs> and what's this number? Uh, that's the clock on the corner of your monitor screen. <laughs> um, that tells you what time it is. They go on YouTube and watch a trailer for Star is Born. And what's this number? That's uh, how many people tried to hit skip ad while she was singing. <laughs> also known as an algorithm. Some rumpled bald man in a white shirt walks in and goes, I just watched it 20 times myself. <laughs> Let me start all over. I just watched it 200 times myself. That's why I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a montage set to country music, Bradley and Gaga try to have sex again, but keep tripping and falling. Bradley makes Gaga take a cab home. She sleeps for three days. Then Bradley Cooper wakes her up by shaking her and makes her have sex with him. He's all... Dad, let me in. Ugh. The dad watches them through the door excitedly. Later, Bradley waits in the hall while her dad showers. Then more later, while they wait for Gaga to finish pooing again, her dad's friends come over again. The dad's all, Matter of fact, uh, when I was a kid, everyone said I was like a 1690s Sinatra. His friends all laugh at how stupid he is, and the dad lowers his face in disgrace. Bradley makes Gaga get on someone's motorcycle with him, and they drive to Denny's. Five minutes into the meal, Gaga finds Convo with Bradley a bit tedious, so she gets out her songwriting book. So what you got there so far? Oh, I want it to sound like... Da, 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 da. <sighs> no, I meant what are the lyrics? Those are the lyrics. You don't like them? What if at the end I just make it a mouth fart instead? Did your dad help you with those? Shh. I'm alone in my house. Man, isn't Arizona awesome? The temperature, the guns. I don't like the past. They drive into the desert. Bradley feels some soil. It's still warm. Then he goes to a shrimp party, punches Sam Elliott in the mustache, <laughs> and goes, You sold Dad's ranch and turned it into a wind farm? Ugh. Don't you know I love the past? <laughs> I told you during sex, but you was fucking drunk. Also, it's technically a wind branch, although I like to call it monetized weather vanes. He angrily cradles Bradley's cheeks and goes, Fucking cradling your fucking goddamn ass, fucking. Because your ass fucking was no fucking good. You stole my fucking mustache. Because it had nothing to cover. I'm going to be in your fucking errand boy for my next fucking scene. Everyone else at the party eventually stops listening and goes to a different party. Bradley asks Gaga. <laughs> Bradley asks Gaga to sing with him on stage. Instead, she sits behind a piano and sings a song about a kitchen fire. The crowd's all Bradley, ah, kitchens. After the concert, a random British guy walks up. That was incredulous. Gaga, what you have right now goes way beyond this. There's people who need to hear whatever you're saying. Oh, I think I'm in the music business. That's the implication. She's all, 
I blah I uh, <laughs> Exactly. That's what people need to hear. <laughs> that night at Farrell's, she tells semi conscious Bradley, and then I was all I blah I blah blah blah. <laughs> He said their studio even has air conditioning in January. Bradley falls over and staggers off. Then she misses him. So she comes over, but then he smears frosting all over her face. She's all, oh, you. <laughs> Later, in a recording studio. Okay, uh, can we take it from the top? I believe in my heart. I believe that it exists. Sorry, Gaga? Yeah, um... Yeah, we need to put tape in the recorder first. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, and set the counter to zero. Stand by. <laughs> Later, during some piano. I'm alone in my house. And the bottom of my bottom is knocking me down. I like a street with a lot of farts. Bradley and Gaga get a dog, so they take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley's all, he's got your tongue and nose. Eventually. Hey, want to come to Memphis with me? I'm entering a Roy Orbison lookalike contest for the Oscars. Wait, that's Act 3, sorry. This is just some concert. <laughs> well, Ray wants me to stay here and try and sing a single song once. <laughs> that's awesome. Take it in, baby. Take it in. In Memphis, Gaga interrupts Bradley's concert by coming on stage and singing a song about waving. Afterwards, Gaw Gaw, that was Gaw great. We just need to do something about your hair. Which one? Also, the nose has to come off. And Bradley. <laughs> Bradley. Meanwhile, Bradley falls asleep in a ditch with some ivy in it. The woman who lives in a house nearby is all, It's fine. It's an honor having someone famous in my ditch. Thank you. Just keep puking in it. I'll never wash it again. Bradley's black friend Dave Chappelle tries to cheer Bradley up by smoking and staring at him while Bradley mumbles. Chappelle's all, uh, maybe she's a way out, out to sea, find a port. Port comes a few years, sharks in the port. Don't give a shit where yet, because an ad ad be bad for most train. Think about it. Bradley gets annoyed. Meanwhile, at a kid party, Bradley uses a banjo string to make a diaphragm but accidentally sticks it on Gaga's finger. She's all, Aw, you destroyed my father's 200-year-old banjo. <laughs> Fucking Chappelle. Later, during her vows, Gaga makes everyone at her wedding listen to her album over the loudspeakers. <laughs> at the altar, Bradley's all, I do. Gaga cries with horror. The priest is all, I talk first, idiots. At the reception. <laughs> <laughs> At the reception, Gaga and Bradley dance and smear frosting all over Dave Chappelle's face. Beside me, Megan Kelly's all, oh, but that's fine. Later, Gaga's name is misspelled on a billboard. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Years later, they're like, oh, what? <laughs> later, Gaga's name is misspelled on a billboard. 
Gaga sits in her bathtub with pink hair and goes, Boy, me? A singer character in a movie? Directed by the voice of that raccoon? (laughs) (laughs) Her gay black friends all. Well, at least you look like a star. The, bre- the drag queens hassle her with a video message asking when she's coming back. She has a double shift Tuesday. Good news, Gaga! SNL! Alec Baldwin's the musical guest! <laughs> oh, you've got Baldwin the part? No, you got him it! They cheer Baldwin excitedly. Then Gaga and Bradley go out and stare at Gaga's billboard. Bradley's all, huh, Look how big your nose is now! <laughs> <laughs> they both laugh, but mostly her. Just kidding, don't look. Listen, if you don't gotta have your heart and your fucking soul, just tell them what they gotta say. She tries to kiss him. A few nights later. Okay, Alec, uh, can we get one more with Gaga's character's name? Thanks, doll. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight Donald Trump will be played by Allie or Abby. He gestures at nothing. The crowd is silent as Gaga with Trump hair sits behind a piano and sings a song <laughs> called Why'd You Do It? Backstage, while she sings, Bradley and Sam Elliott roll their eyes and decide to drown out her performance by talking loudly. (laughs) Right next to the bleachers. (laughs) Sam, what are you doing here? I love sketch comedy. (laughs) Parts of it, anyway. She and Bradley talk about the ranch or tacos for a bit. The next day, Gaga does a photo shoot of herself looking at extras. Her British friend prances in and goes, You've just been nominated for three Oscars, including production design! In front of me, Gosling's all, Ha ha, no best couple! <laughs> Just FYI, Moonlight 2 doesn't beat this for best picture. I'm staying on the moon. Also, my directorial debut is going to blow your dicks off. Henrik Epson's The Seagull. This January, I play the title character, an actual gosling, trying to make sense of his failed marriage by staring at the audience. <laughs> going to make Howard the Duck look like Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you people, hope you all come to see it. <laughs> He's so angry. I know. He's so enraged. <laughs> he thought he was making some good decisions. Months, years of his life were in spacesuits. Anyway, Gaga's all, have you been drinking? In front of me, Gosling nods. In the movie. <laughs> Bradley's all had a couple hundred eventually Bradley watches her take a bath it's like her third bath hey good work on your Razzies how'd you find out my Grammy told me speaking of which uh, sorry I can't remember Uh, who wrote that lyric hey my name is Bradley we both did uh huh yeah also your song I listened to it over and over you're a shitty boyfriend I mean husband You want me to be your drinking buddy? Uh, You know what? Your little finger has more talent than my entire fucking drinking. You know what? My dick was kidding. You're ugly. (laughs) Turn around. Now I don't want another look at you. 
Eventually, she finishes her bath. Later at a Gaga concert, Bradley makes it up to her by wandering in. Bradley, what are you doing here? It's not bath night. Look, I might have said uh, some dialogue. <laughs> Probably didn't understand. I, I didn't really mean... I, I didn't really want to get another look at you that first time. I... She hugs him. Later, Bradley plays guitar badly during guitar portion of the Roy Orbison contest. So he takes his prescription <laughs> pills that enable him to hear intermittent piercing shrieks. I think he's on the wrong meds. Then he remembers it's the Oscars and wanders around during the ceremony until he finally remembers where Gaga is sitting and slouches into the empty seat beside her. Oh, finally I can sit down, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> and the winner for best makeup, Gaga! Bradley sighs with irritation as Gaga gets up and tries to move around him. <laughs> then, showing much worse judgment than Cooper ever does, Gaga takes Bradley with her on stage? What the fuck? Whose fault's that? He trips and falls and pukes while Gog's all, Members of the Academy, thank you. I just want to say believe in yourself, because you can be in a fictional musical biopic, and there's always a place on stage for directors able to drench us in the fragrance of their creative visions. As she's talking, Bradley pees his pants. <laughs> Bradley leans over to me and whispers, I improvised that. The crowd does a slow clap. A guy in backs all, Say Hannibal's on the jazz! The Academy takes Gaga's Oscar and gives it to Cooper. Gaga's dad drags him backstage and makes him take a shower. Then Gaga, still wearing her Oscar gown, comes into the shower stall and digs through his shirt pockets, going, Bradley, I need the parking stub! The stub! <laughs> Bradley goes into rehab but gets there late and forgets his journal. <laughs> My name's Bradley. <clears throat> I'm an alcoholic. I wanted to drink Hangover 4, actually, but they said I had dead eyes. He's all costnery. The other addicts shift in their seats, annoyed. At Papa Gaga's, oh, this is all my fault, honey. My Sinatra story obviously made too big an impression on him. Whatever, Dad. Hey, Mr. British, good news. Bradley says he can come on tour with us as long as it's open bar. Sorry, Gaga, no fucking way. Everyone hates Bradley, especially the dog. Fine, then cancel the tour. I'll show America. There's no share without Sonny. Later. Bradley, Gaga's love for you isn't playing in the Midwest. One of you has to die in this. And the title of the movie, you know, we've set up Gaga's birth, so... Bradley nods sadly. He's seen the Streisand one. <laughs> Good news, Bradley. I canceled my tour so we can hang out in parking lots all summer. I'm writing a screenplay about it called A Tour Is Cancelled. Hey, okay, cool, me there. Hey, hey, Gog, Goggins. What? Just wanted to stare at you again. She draws a finger down her face, obviously referencing frosting night. Gaga goes out and sings piano. Bradley parks his dog, pets his car, and staggers around his garage. For old time's sake, he puts a hat on his desk. Then he shuts the garage, smiling at the thought of Gaga's face when she drives into the garage later. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Seems kind of mean. The dog falls asleep outside the garage, watching Bradley act. 
then smells his body decomposing and gets hungry. Doggot grieves by playing piano and holding hands with her black friend. Then she gets mad at some posters. Sam Elliott <laughs> scratches his head. <laughs> it's not your fault. I shouldn't have got him a noose as a wedding present. <laughs> Later at Bradley's funeral at Radio City Music Hall, Gaga dances past the coffin on stage, then sits at a piano awful, also coffin-shaped and goes, And I thought my husband was usually late before. The crowd's silent. Gaga's all, Okay, I'd like to sing a song in honor of my ex-husband, Bradley. Uh, I think this will be the first time he's ever listened all the way through. <clears throat> when we first met, I wish I could have said goodbye. Sailors like to say I I. You make me want to cry every other time you get high. Your heart beats as one. As she sings, there's a montage of Bradley singing and playing piano while Gaga tries to make him kiss her. So Batman's autopilot leans over to me and goes, So I guess Bradley's alive after all. <laughs> Here he is still, singing. <laughs> His autopilot talks like him. Just, there's a, it's understandable. On stage, Gaga stares upwards at nothing, then realizes the camera's in front of her and stares at us. As she starts to apologize, the credits roll. In front of me, Gosling cackles like De Niro and Problem Child goes, Can you rewind the hanging scene, please? Thank you. <laughs> the end. <laughs> wow. All right, no more singing. Opsoces. Well, Kelly Wan, that depends on how many musicals we see. So. All right, it's not up to you. Yeah. All right, All right Dingus, go, go for it. So, Dingus, real quick, did you actually watch in... Who here has seen the other Stars is Born? I haven't seen any of them. Any of you guys? Dingus? Uh, I watched the 76 one, and that's all. And and I watched some of the uh, some of the 1954 one and the 1937 one. They were about movies until the Streisand one. And now right. They're they're, yeah, they're more they're more about Oscars. like starlets getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the 1976 one is the one I I concentrated on. All right, I want to hear uh, some compare and contrast, but first, Dingus, uh, what's an over and under, and what did you think of this Star is Born? All right, so uh, under, I would put the movie Crazy Heart. Um, Dingus. What? what? Go on. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Stealing uh, mine. Which is a, a movie about an alcoholic singer who uh, is losing it, and his life is falling apart, and... Uh, it also has one of my favorite actors in it. Uh, that would be Colin Farrell. I mean, I like the other guy in it, whoever that is. But, uh, but uh, Crazy Heart's okay. Uh, I just um, okay. So over, I would put uh, this movie called Begin Again. Uh, but this Begin Again would be way over this. Uh, but I didn't think it would be because this is three quarters of a really good movie to me. I mean. <laughs> The first half of this movie, I was thinking, man, I love this thing. I really love this thing. And then it just tagged for me. It just – and Nick D., one of our writer editors, said, says it better than I did. He said, you know, it was a, it was a good movie. Um, it, it started as a good movie, but it ended up as a movie of the week. 
And it just became one of these, uh, we're going to send somebody to rehab and do the same old crap that we've done in every rehab movie, uh, which I found really disappointing. Um, but I really appreciate a lot of the things that they're doing in this movie, especially having seen the 1976 one. Uh, but Begin Again um, is a movie I would put way above that. That's a John Carney movie. That's uh, it, It's by the guy who did... Uh, 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 once and um, it has Mark Ruffalo in it and uh, Kira Knightley uh, and it's really pretty pretty damn good it's really pretty damn good so anyway that's where I stand uh, I, I was pretty disappointed because uh, I was thinking of it as a list movie until about three quarters of the way through uh, alright who's next Angus I think uh, you should go next uh, I'm with you, Dingus. I, I wouldn't say three-quarters of a good movie, but it's a wind-up for a good movie. Um, because I feel like the characters that are introduced, I'm super curious about what the payoff is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm watching it thinking, okay, I think this is going to become like some sort of a tragic ending. Uh, how are we going to get there? What? Uh, how are these characters going to evolve? Um, and the last... I, I would say half of it. I mean, because it feels a little long, too. Like, I, I think it's overlong. Uh, yeah. So for me, the last half of it sags under the weight of, of just becoming a, a melodrama. Yeah. I don't know that I'd go so so far as movie of the week because at least it's got some strong actors in it. I really enjoyed watching two stars playing stars who had chemistry with each other. Like, I enjoyed that part of it. And, and I liked how, the for the most part, uh, I liked Bradley Cooper's direction. Um so my under and over are movies that do this sort of thing about, oh, it's so hard to be a celebrity. <laughs> movies yeah. that do that thing. Uh, my under is a movie I just watched with David Arquette playing uh, an aging rocker. He was, uh, back in his heyday, a super famous rock star. And you know this in the movie because he, he, he wears eyeliner and a leather jacket. And he, he looks like David Arquette getting old and his hairline receding. And uh, But he's like an aging rocker who... Who discovers a band of three, like three young people, and they're really good, and he wants to shepherd them to fame. Uh, the problem is the lead, uh, the the woman in this three-person musical act, she's super timid, and he wants her to be the sort of the the front presence of the band because she's a, an attractive young girl, and he feels that that would be a selling point. So he says, okay, I'm going to uh, help you guys, but I'm A, I'm going to be in the band with you, and that looks weird, and uh, uh, B, the yeah, so he's up there playing guitar with them. It's not like the movie where he's their manager. <laughs> he wants to be with the three young people in the band. That's weird. But the weird thing is, so he wants the, the girl to be the front man for the band and to be their, their, their main presence, but she's too timid until she gets struck by lightning and develops superpowers. Uh, uh, are you talking yeah. literally struck by lightning? Yeah, yeah, literally. The movie's called High Voltage. Uh, she gets struck by lightning, <laughs> and she gets superpowers. And with these superpowers. She gets lots of confidence, and she becomes, like, drunk with power and stardom, and she, she kills Luke Wilson, and all the, it becomes like a – it's a dumb movie. It's terrible. Uh, and it's not – it's way underneath Star is Born. Way over Star is Born, uh, which I think is the way to do these, oh, it's really hard to be famous movies. Um this movie is so unapologetically a 70s movie and it's about a, a famous country singer and the character he's, a, he's an asshole and a bully he's a thug uh, that's not at all romanticized uh, and it's rip torn 
a very young Rip Torn. Like if you if you're used to seeing him in Larry Sanders' show, this looks like a guy who looked like Rip Torn when he was younger, and it's actually Rip Torn uh, in a movie called Payday. And the beauty of Payday, as far as these, oh, because he he's completely unhinged throughout the movie. He's Rip Torn through and through. And there's scenes where he'll just yell. Uh, and where the movie ends up is is just kind of amazing, and it's so. It's so indicative of 70s movies, uh, and it's so unromanticized. I mean, it ends up where he's in deep legal trouble, and he freaks out and gets in a car and drives away and has a heart attack, and the car rolls off in a field in the credits roll. <laughs> like, that's oh, it. Wow. That, so Payday is a – and I think it's a bit of a cult classic. I don't, it's not thought of as like a classic 70s movie. Um but it does that whole thing about look what happens to you if you're famous and you just let it go to your head and you let it drive your life and your self-destructive behavior isn't checked. Um, so that's my over. Uh, does, but I, I did uh, quite like this for a while. Kelly Wand. Does, wait, does the uh-huh. high-voltage movie have any addiction issues in it? No, no. All right, because David a, Arquette famously has huge addiction issues. Oh, oh I didn't know that, no. It, he's, he, uh, he becomes... Um, no, like I don't think he, – he might even be like sober through the movie. Like maybe they're drinking and he doesn't. I forget that. But it's mainly a horror movie thing because it's stupid. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Kelly Wand, what's uh, – what do you think of this? What's something that's better than A Star is Born, something not quite as good? You make high voltage sound as usual interesting. But... All right. Have fun <laughs> watching it. Who's the girl in it? <laughs> No one good, by the way. She's terrible. That's part of the problem. Oh, uh, well, that's is, a critical. So it's, it's a critical thing, and when she's supposed to be all like sexy and super confident and using her electric powers to kill people, uh, it's just it's laughable. Yeah. So Markinson said you played a song from a movie. Is this the song that you played? No, that's a movie that um, I don't I don't know what to say. There's a movie I you know I. Okay. Well, well, you know, we'll talk about that during the because because I I want to talk about the duet, the opening duet where we establish their chemistry and her talent. All right. And it'll tie into this other movie. So Kelly Wand, something not not as good as this, better than this. And what did you think? I'll go fast because I don't. I mean, I'm not the target audience for this. Although I wasn't, I didn't think I was for La La Land in that movie. Uh, It was good for me. I just don't. um, I don't understand the problem in the movie. He seems like, and I don't get if it's a tearjerker because he's not a very likable character. So, and I don't like if my girlfriend got more famous, I'd be happy for her. Like, haha, fucking the hot singer I discovered. That'd be great. <laughs> and she's the breadwinner. Sounds like a fucking awesome life. Um, yeah. And it was just, I was trying to think if there were any real world examples of this ever happening. Like if K-Fed turned out to be better than Britney. Well, I, oh, oh, Jeez. famous people. I see how. Yeah. Like I think of, I think of like an example of this is Bob Fosse's Star Eighty. Uh, yeah, with, that's good. With Eric Roberts and uh, Dorothy Stratton. Uh, it's a Hemingway sister playing Dorothy Stratton. Um, like that's that's the really darker version of this kind of story, I think. Um, well, well, the yeah, fun Beyonce, who's super talented. Oh yeah, and, Dingus. And yeah, it was gonna be Kanye, Beyonce, who's, who's crazy. Yeah, that's a great one, Dingus. Yeah. Well, they're not together though. <laughs> Oh. Beyonce and Jay Z. Oh, Jay Z. I'm sorry. I thought Kanye's girlfriend's fucking Kardashian. So yeah. it's she sucks. They both are idiots. It's a clusterfuck of fools. Anyway, um, no, my over. Uh, so the fun version of this movie, where I actually like both the characters, is the artist. I thought that was kind of a similar huh. thing, and um, huh. and it was seemed in a way more tragic because it's like his talent was is like uh, 
you know, it was like an end of days for his mm-hmm. the thing he was really good at. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's kind of sweet. And that movie, I wouldn't have thought I would have liked either. Um, but my under is uh, a movie worse than this <laughs> is Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Aniston. Why would you um, have seen that? I hate watched it with a girl. Okay. <laughs> it was and it wasn't fun at all. It was completely boring. I don't remember anything about it, and I don't think it really fits because Aniston is just—he self-destructs anyway, but she doesn't become famous. She's just like a loyal girlfriend. He's like, dude. Um, <laughs> but I also like the one and only with Henry Winkler. Or it's like just in terms of like a because this feels like a formula movie. Like it, I think the reason you guys didn't like it is because. It's stuck being the story that it has to be, like the other ones. Well, so Dingus, tell us about the '70s one, because uh, I know it is it. It's Barbara Streisand. Got blow. Streisand, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, and uh, it's it's kind of a mess, but it's it's a very '70s mess, um, and uh, I just Chris Christopherson's kind of embarrassing to watch for me. Uh, especially, I, I watched it after watching this particular version, uh, and I think Bradley Cooper's really good in this. Uh, I think he does a pretty good job of directing, and I think a couple of our listeners agree with with me. Um, I think he can sing. He he approximates playing guitar. I mean, he learned to play guitar for this. I mean, that's one of the things. Like, I, I learned to do this thing. Um, Tom Cruise full of helicopter. I heard and Lady Gaga is is really she's really committed to the role. Uh, Barbara Streisand. I'm not a huge fan of Barbara Streisand. I love her in the movie What's Up Doc. I absolutely love her. I think she's got this great weird uh, comic sensibility um, in that movie. This this wacky kind of thing that she does in What's Up Doc, and she does some of it in Stars Born too, but. It's like she can't quite restrain it. Um, I think she's a little nut. She's a little nutty. She's a little bit of a nutty person. But I don't think the movie comes together. It 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 doesn't work. That and this this version of the movie, it, you know, taking aside those other the 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 other ones that are about actresses, and just making it about these two movies about musicians, the club scenes alone are just night and day difference. The 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 one in the Chris Christopherson Streisand one is terribly done. It's just a, it's just a mess. And I think the club scene in this one is pretty exciting and galvanizing. I mean that this that that drew me in. Uh, and watching the one in the other one made me just it just totally turned me off um, and uh, and it, any any of the way that the other one is filmed is just a mess I think this one is at least filmed competently and, and this is where I would agree with you Tom um, no offense to Nick D who you know I think he makes a good point about it being it, it kind of devolving into a movie of the week but I, I think that uh, I think that there's enough competence in here to make it a really good movie. It just kind of goes into a direction where it becomes it. It doesn't do anything that uh, any any of that rehab crap. It just 
you know, and I think even Chris Markinson said we could have cut that part where Bradley Cooper cries at the table in the rehab. Uh, I think the rehab stuff can be. Well, I was curious about the, the the original one. Was it was it darker or grittier? That's one of the things that I'm curious about. The '70s one it had cocaine um, in it instead of just alcohol. Well, I don't. It, it's. It. I don't think it's darker. I just okay. think it's. It, I think it's more. It, it Is he looks, meaner? It looks more easy ridery. Do you know well, what I mean? Because that's, that's what Kelly's touching on what I'm wondering about. Because I think one of my issues with this as a melodrama, and I'm okay with melodrama as a as a, a format, um, it, it, it can work. Uh, but but my issue here is that uh, it turns into a melodrama when it starts as, as a more sensitive and I think acutely observed character study and then becomes a melodrama. And that bothers me. But, right. but one of the things that bothers me about the melodrama is... Uh, Dingus has famously come up with this phrase that describes a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, junkies are tedious, and yeah. it applies to, to drunks, too. And I was worried that this was going to turn into a junkies are tedious movie. But, and Kelly Wan, I find it curious that you said Bradley Cooper's not likable in this movie. Because I think this movie takes pains to not be a junkies are tedious movie, and furthermore takes pains to romanticize him as an alcoholic. Uh, and, to, and to sort of to make him seem like he's never deceitful to her, he's never abusive, he doesn't, uh, he, he's not unfaithful to her, he doesn't, he, he's attentive, yeah. he's apologetic, he's oddly self-aware for a drunk, other than peeing on the Grammys. Like, he, he's, he, he's, a, he's a nice guy. And this weird, abrupt suicide, which I want to talk about, too, what are they getting at there? Like, I, it, if this was a Junkies or Tedious movie, I think we... He wasn't tedious. He was a loving, caring boyfriend. And most of what I'm thinking as this movie is coming to a close is the relationship put on screen here is something that they can make work. Uh, like, I, I never saw this, like, spiral of doom that I sort of expected would be in this movie where he becomes abusive and they grow apart and he's resentful. Like, he's, he's sulks. Well, and she's he trying. About her he's being the famous. instigator every He's time. not jealous. He sulks. Like, there's there's no sense that he resents it. He just, like, sulks in a, in a couple of scenes. Um, so, I'm sorry. So, Kelly, I just wanted to get at this idea. I thought they took pains to make him likable, and it, it became an anti-Junkies or Tedious movie for that reason. So, Kelly, uh, I cut you off. Sorry. Well, no, I didn't. You think that, you thought that even by the end of it? Because I thought yeah. he got really tedious. And well, well, he wasn't that just, nice to her. Well, as he, far as the formula, the junkies are tedious formula, where the junkie, it, it, it gets, it's wearing to watch a junkie tear down other people and other characters, right. and by association, the audience. He never. I don't remember. I don't remember a single fight she started. Like he's just pissed off and and moody the whole movie, and I don't know. It's, I didn't see well, much good times. Well, he's incredibly damaged, and I mean, there's a sure. really lovely moment Tedious. where, <laughs> where, where he says to to Sam Elliott, which I I want to circle back to this in a moment, but where where he says that, you know, you you are my idol, and he just walks away. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's a really beautiful little moment where he, he said, uh, you know, you're my you, you're my idol. They do have chemistry, but she's she's a pretty girl i don't understand what the problem is well, what the, the, the problem i think the, the problem should be happy the structure of the movie is that this it's stuck stu- in its formula. this stupid abs uh, the stupid ancillary english idiot character comes in and 
Single-handedly. Inspires him to commit suicide. That's which, idiotic. Which what Tom is saying is absolutely true, is that they they could have made this work. They were they were on the way to making this work. And then one person says one thing, and that's I it. Think, Diggis, I think what the movie wants us to think is that uh, – because when the, the, the smarmy English manager guy says – uh, you know, you're you're gonna have a relapse, and we know it's gonna drag her down. I think what the movie wants us to think is that he knows in his heart that that's true, and oh. he kills himself because he loves her so much and doesn't want to drag her down. Like I think that's the angle. So even like his 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 okay. decision to kill himself is is because he's a nice guy. It kind of lionizes him. But I you know I, for me personally, I think that's bullshit. If he if he loves her, he needs to clean up and stay sober and learn to live with his disease. And his right. suicide's not going to help her. That's worse than Well, that. it's also the movie is so coy with the suicide because it doesn't know what to do with it. It mm. doesn't show us the suicide and and that's not yeah. because it's tasteful. It doesn't show us when she discovers it. You know, right. I remember I remember in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri that that note don't take the bag off that Woody Harrelson oh, right yeah. like like that wow. movie like a, a suicide what a suicide does to your loved one. Right. That's He's a, being that's considerate. A, and 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 the movie has no concept of any of this, nah. so it, it goes through a couple. <laughs> it goes, it goes through a couple of silent scenes, and then moves us to the memorial. And Kelly, one, I'm disagreeing with you about it's because he's a dick. I think it's because the movie wants him to be likable. The oh. movie doesn't want us to 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 judge his suicide. The movie doesn't want us to think what I was thinking. That, you know, dude, man up and learn to live with your disease. Own it and stay sober. The movie wants us to think that he's making a sacrifice because he loves her so much. Because he's a good, caring, considerate guy. Um, so are you, are you thinking that it's uh, – uh, because I, I'm kind of hearing two things from you and I want to kind of tune – I want to kind of hmm? turn the tuner here. Um, are you saying that it's whitewashing alcoholism or, or are you saying – or addiction or whatever? Or are you saying that – the the character is is an actual good character that can learn to live with these things. I mean, I, I'm not sure quite what you're saying. Uh, but I, but I mean, uh, no, I don't think it's necessarily whitewashing alcoholism. I don't think it really – because I, I think that the movie is taking pains to make Jackson Maine – I think that's his name – Yep. a good, sympathetic person. Whereas I was watching this movie thinking that at a certain point he was going to turn abusive, yeah. he was going to be jealous and resentful of her success, and that that would pull them apart, and that he might become, that he was going to introduce self-destructive stuff into the relationship. in the bathtub scene, he and was, it, I thought. He? he called her, Kelly Wan, in the bathtub scene, like that was supposed to be the depths of how cruel he was. Yeah, I mean, he, calling he her a, ugly. He was and a then, jerk and he called her ugly. And in a way, she was being ugly inside. Like it, it was, I, I don't want to defend him. They were in a fight. And he says, you know, and he even, Kelly Wand, he apologizes specifically to that. And he concedes when she says, you really hurt me. He could, he's aware of that. He knows that. This yeah. movie loves this character. This movie doesn't want us to think ill of this character. And it doesn't want us to look at him as a junkies or tedious addict. But is that Bradley okay. Cooper just... Oh, I don't... I, and that's why I'm, I'm curious good? about the, the 70s one. Uh I don't know if it's something that Bradley Cooper wrote in there. I don't know if it's there's this like sense of celebrity vanity. Um, I just feel it's a really weird priority when this movie turns into a melodrama. I think what's distracting for me, I don't know that we can compare the two because I think that 
there's I, I think that Lady Gaga is so much better in this than Barbara Streisand was in that one with all due respect to everyone who loves Barbara Streisand uh, and I think the chemistry is so much stronger here between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga than it was between Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand that I don't I don't think you can even compare the two movies it, it's kind of embarrassing to have to watch the other movie and, and I know Chris Christopherson was a singer and a songwriter um, but he's it, it's terrible watching him sing. It's awful. The comparison I'm wondering about, though, Dingus, is 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 he abusive? Is he a likable character? Because I think of you know Alice doesn't live here anymore, which is from the same. No, no, a, he's a total. Okay. He's a total ass. He's a total. Oh, okay, asshole. good. That's what I wondered. That's uh, what I, so. I mean, so this is. It's it, not. This isn't. This isn't a, a holdout from. This isn't a relic of the earlier scripts that he's a, a self-sacrificing, loving, apologetic boyfriend. Uh, this is something that's introduced in this Star Is Born. No, in the in the club scene, for instance, he's like he's having out loud conversations while she's having her act on stage, and then he starts a fight with somebody who, and he says, "I started a fight because the, that guy was talking during your act," and she's like, "You're ruining my act," and then he he sweeps her off to this concert in daylight and uh, grabs somebody's motorcycle and drives around on stage and crashes and he's just a total dick. Is he is he an alcoholic? Like or Kelly She was ruining his fight. Yeah, he well, was, uh, he, he's a he's a total he's an alcoholic. He's he's drinking. His uh, his Sam Elliott is actually Gary Busey of all people. Wow, um, uh, who who is saying who who looks at him like why are you drinking right now? And then gives him a bump of cocaine before he goes on stage. <laughs> it's it's just it's just does, that sounds better to me. Does funnier. he ever hit her? Uh, actually, I don't know. Okay, I don't remember because that's another thing that I would be curious about. Because the '70s, it was it was far grittier, well, and I think there was more of an awareness of wanting to make movies about the. Yeah, I, I think there was more of an awareness about uh, sort of women's issues coming into cinema at that, at well, that point. Well, where there's more of there is more object objectification of her, uh, you know, as as Barbara Streisand's character is walking on into this backstage area people are smacking her uh, guys are smacking her on the ass or or because you could do that back then yes yeah, yeah, it was allowed smack her on the ass <laughs> go ahead or or hitting her on the shoulder and she's totally uh cringing at every time somebody touches her somebody slaps a sticker on her that that is uh, a sticker that will give her backstage access rather than like something that we would wear have now that where you would wear around your your neck and she cringes at that as well so so there's definitely a different treatment of women right right is he is it country music that's another thing i was so worried that this movie was going to be about country music like i was super worried uh that it was going to do that to appeal to a, a broader audience i'm so glad it didn't well well what do you think about that? Because Nick D also asks, is is you know, is this movie making a point that pop music is worse than baby boomer country music? It looks like country, I or mean, country it, rock, I should right. say. It, he he it, calls it country rock. Uh, okay, I I could stomach the music here. Like it, it didn't seem twangy country, like Shania Twain stuff. That's something that bothered me. Okay, I'm not really a music guy, but for me, the reason this movie sucks is there's no um. There's not a lot of creative talk between them, or well, enough Kelly, for my. 
taste. They they really do. Like they flirt very briefly with this idea that you know when he says to her, "I've been meaning to tell you this. I'd hate myself if I didn't." Uh, you have to tell the truth or you're fucked. Like there was this weird and and there's also a moment where you know she doesn't want to do the dance number that British guy tells her to do. Like th- this movie flirts with the idea of being about creative integrity, but goes nowhere with it. Right. There's this. There's a movie where William Hurt plays Charles Dickens, and he has a mistress. And there's a scene where they're sitting in a park together, and she's reading the end of Great Expectations, and she just kind of looks up at him and she just stares at him, and he's all, "You hate it." She's all, "No, he's not a hero. This is why it's a great ending." And she like describes like why the ending is really good in like this great detail, and he's like, "Oh, okay, you got it. Cool." It's like. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's the kind of stuff I like, like the real connection between these two characters, because they do have chemistry. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, you're right, but I would have liked to have had more music talk, I guess. Well, I, I yeah. I, like I even actually, La La Land gets into that shit. La La Land gets into that a lot. I mean, that's yeah. one of the main characters. That's too. Ryan Gosling's through line is right. the creative integrity. And, and that's her relationship to, to him revolves around that his passion for that creative mm-hmm. integrity. Right. And that's just not, this movie wants to, and the thing is this movie didn't need to be two plus hours and part yeah. of the reason it is two plus hours is because it's flirting with little stuff like a being about creative integrity and being about you know him and rehab and but it's I, really just her singing and i mean well here's the thing good. about this she, she, boy she's got some pipes on her i, sure. know. I mean yeah. i knew i knew that already but yeah exactly. I, I wanted to see uh i wanted to see more of the dancing what like, yeah are they dancers the dancing stuff well lady gaga does music i mean it's part of a that's part of the the kind of performer that she never dances in this movie ever but that's uh, well, she not doesn't the want character to, yeah, she's yeah. playing i mean that that's what well, i guess things that, you know markinson uh, chris markinson talks about one of our uh, email writers talks about how her you know you, they, you know they talk about her looks early on and then her look changes and her act changes and there's not really a comment made upon that right right yeah. Like she she seems to she seems she to mildly she mildly chafes against it and then we hear nothing about it right know, which is kind of odd. Did she win that battle or lose it so <laughs> right right exactly Kellywan that's exactly more? right you wanted more dancing I did oh no I because we got so much music I was like well can we see some of the because da- obviously she gives in to the choreography stuff and she starts doing some of that for her oh, show okay. I was like oh well let us see some of the dancing stuff if you're gonna let us hear her singing. Like a topsy-turvy kind of sequence where they're working on a song together. Or like um, like Money, this is a weird company, like Moneyball, that one good scene in Moneyball with Brad Pitt and uh, Jonah Hill. I have not seen it. Oh, okay. There's one good scene in Moneyball that's yeah. the sort of one. And like that kind he's, of thing in this. He's like, eating during it, Tom. Just like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of, you know, Damien Chazelle spoiled me with La La Land, but... Uh, you know, like or, Silver Linings Playbook. The how, yeah. and that's a that's a little bit different because that is about dancing. Um, but if dance becomes part of her celebrity, I just wish that the movie had acknowledged that in the way that it acknowledges what a strong singer she is. Silver Linings has that epic scene where J. Lore pones De Niro by knowing more about baseball or something, and gives oh. him that long speech like da 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 da, and then this guy is the pinch hitter. Yeah. So it's like I would have I would have wanted that in this like. Well, okay, so she's a musical uh, genius. She's supposed to be like a musical genius, I think. Or supposed, or songwriting genius, composition genius. What's the word? Yeah. So how do we? Uh, how do you guys feel about the fact that the movie establishes that she is a talented? Um, it's the fifth singer. remake. It's the thing. It's a formula that's been remade. So I'm going into it with kind of a little bit of baggage, even though I haven't seen the other versions. But I know it's going to happen. So there's a little bit less suspense. 
Like, it's just waiting. And the fact that it's always, like, a really talented actress playing that character seems like a cheat. Like... Well, well, she's not a really talented actress. I mean, she's not, or she's not she's a talented singer. actress. Well, yeah, I, but I think I think she's really show. good at this. Uh, and to your question, Tom, I I love that. I love the way that that that's done. Um, especially having subsequently seen the nineteen seventy six version of that scene. Uh, I think maybe if you have an unknown, think, it makes the title sound conceited. Like you're gonna shit dicks when you see this girl. We got. I think Bradley Cooper's stumbling into this weird club where, you know, he's you know this isn't your kind of club, Mister, but you're welcome to come in here. I know who you are. Um, I I really like the way that worked. I, I like I like the I like the look in his eyes. I like the way that he responds to her. Um, I like that the. Uh, the focus is on her and on him and it and it balances i think he balances it well i think this movie you know in part you brought up silver linings playbook um tom uh, the, the the that was edited by a guy named jay cassidy who who also edited this and he also edited american hustle and joy so you can see where bradley cooper said hey Jake Cassidy commented this for me. I, I love the way this movie is edited for the most part. And I love that scene. I love the I love the back and forth in that club scene. Um I I think it's odd that she's allowed to be one of the gays. Um it seems like an odd choice. Uh but I I kind of find it endearing. I, I don't know. I, I I love the I love that meat cute. I love it. That- yeah, and that that uh, so so they're transvestites, a <laughs> but uh, uh, b uh, the 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 club scene like that 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 was great, and I, I like I I'm more curious about how do we establish because what that shows in the club scene is yeah she's got presence and she can really sing, um, but what what I really liked about Lady Gaga is that. And I think her real name is like Stephanie Germanata or something. I was I was a little dismayed to see she's Italian. Makes sense. I don't know what she is, but uh, I, I was dismayed to see when the credits rolled that she didn't use her real name. And I guess that's whatever. That's the decision she wants to make. But but I I liked how different this was from the persona she has as a celebrity. Like with the platinum hair and the outrageous costumes, and you know, there's obviously a great singer underneath all this super over engineered stuff. Uh, which I really enjoy, but I liked how they turned her into a plain person who just happens to sing well, yeah. um, and then let us see how she became a celebrity. Um, and it, it's clear the scene there at the at the 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 drag club, like it's clear there she can sing. But what I really enjoyed is in the duet with Bradley Cooper where there's some really cool character development there in that he's paid attention to what she said and what she sang, and he remembered it, and he, uh, I forget what it's called when you write music for something, you accompany or whatever, he, uh, he, he wrote music to it, and he called her out there, and she sang it with him, and she's a great singer there, A. B, they have really good chemistry there, yeah. uh, and there's a lot of interaction on stage, and she's got, a, they, they both are 
celebrities. They're both stars, and having them up there on stage singing this duet together at each other, with each other, about each other, uh, that was a great moment as yeah. far as establishing how she's going to become a celebrity and how their relationship is, is really more than just, hey, they're together because the script says they have to be together. Um, so I, I loved that, that part. And it, it, like, if the movie had just ended there, I would have been fine with it. Uh, that was where she was born, Tom. <laughs> so, yeah. Could have been the last scene. And they don't talk about his music either, ever. Like, you know, that one song you, like, argue, like, no, that one song. You- he did see, he seemed kind of like fed up with his music. Like, he wasn't that yeah. interested in it anymore, which I kind of like this idea that, uh, but it just would have fleshed in the universe a little more if she'd gone. That third album you made was garbage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just I, that seems like something she would have said. I love the way, and so you know, I, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about the way that those uh, the shaky cam stuff was shot. I mean, Nick D asks that as well about the um, concert stuff. Uh, but I love the way that concert stuff was shot. It looked like Especially a '70s movie. In a good way. Well, that's the, one of the things I really liked about this. Unfortunately, the '70s movies just shows the this terrible, dumb song that Chris Christopherson is singing over and over again. What's it called? And, oh, I don't know. It's is like, like uh, no, no, it's it's terrible. Right. It's a terrible, it's a terrible song, and and he's like he's leering at her during during while he's singing it, and he goes over to her. It's just it's just it's ugly. It's just ugly. It's. Uh, this I, is be- I, I think there's a certain beauty to the way and and one of the things I, I loved one of my favorite credits in watching the credits was that some of the music was written some of the extra songs were written uh, by Bradley Cooper uh, and I like that he he tried his hand at that I mean good for him uh, I mean I really like that and as a director, I thought I liked the improvisational style of so many of the scenes, and it had an organic, loose feel to it. That, uh, yeah. like, I liked the naturalism of the way it was shot, edited, and acted. Uh, those, those, I think, are all very promising for him if he wants to continue to direct. Boy, uh, Chris Webb, who uh, has seen this twice now, uh, is one of our <laughs> listeners, and. Um, he loved it the first time. He liked it the second time. He was worried that it wouldn't uh, hold up, but it really did for him. He said that it was more naturalistic the second time, especially uh, uh, her performance, I think. Um, uh, she's good. She's great. I like her. I, yeah, no, I, I liked and, her character and her acting. I have to say I am not the least bit surprised. It does not surprise me at all when celebrities can be comfortable and natural <laughs> in front of the camera. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't I wouldn't necessarily give her a cookie. Of course, she was great, and I, I liked her in this. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I she should put out an good. album for real. <laughs> I have no Kelly Wan. Did you I see have... any of her stuff on American Horror Story or American Horror? No, what's that thing called? American Horror Show. Shoot, Wait, what's that called? The series that has a recurring cast. What did she have? She, well, she's one of the cast members uh, on oh. the last couple of seasons, I think. I haven't watched it in a few seasons. Okay. I kind of got fed up with it. I mean, I don't know if they give her anything. Too much filler. To um, I'd check it out. But Stevie Nicks was on as a witch in the third season. And I was like, Ugh. ooh. And she just sings songs and does solos, and the other witches just listen to her. In a <laughs> you know, that's, which is why that's the thing I didn't like about this either is like, you know, it's I'd rather watch Story than Gaga sing on stage. For a whole song, 
Well, hey, I think my problem is that it peaked too early. Because uh, uh, even like they, that, that nightclub scene, she, you really show, like I said, she's got pipes, and that nightclub scene just pulls no punches. Having her do La Vie en Rose yeah. in French and, yeah. and s- s- you know slinking around the club like that. And then once she does the duet to establish the chemistry with Bradley Cooper, where do you go from there? Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. So, Dingus, what Markinson was telling you about, there's a movie I love, Mackenzie Davis. Uh, and there's a little indie movie with her, and she, the movie itself is really kind of annoying and, and, and twee and just super like self-conscious about, hey, I'm kind of indie and hip and edgy. Uh, and it's called Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town, by the way, to tell you how edgy it is. It has uh. fuck in its title. Um, but halfway through, it's about it's about her trying to get across town because her boyfriend's getting married and she wants to stop the marriage. And it's a kind of like a... a What's the Scorsese thing with Griffin Dunn in New York? After Hours. Yeah, it's kind of like an After Hours, but in Los Angeles during the day. She's got to get across town. Uh, And uh, so there are these encounters she has. Like Walk of Shame. They almost feel like, yeah, exactly, Kelly Wan. It's like Walk of Shame. And she has these encounters. You just have to assume that there are no taxi cabs and no Uber. Um, Right. And if you you do that, you go with it. She has a series of encounters. And halfway through the movie, actually about two-thirds of the way through the movie, she ends up at her sister's house. And we haven't heard really anything about her sister. uh, But we know that she used to be in a band with her sister. And the sister's played by an actress named Carrie Coon. And they are badgered into singing a song from when they were in the band together and uh that from that point on and i have since watched the movie two more times i loved this movie that i hated because of this song and because of what it reveals about the two characters uh and it's just an amazing bit and because it's a duet too and the the nature of the song uh the way that the the director shoots it the way that mackenzie davis and carrie coon are, are just working with each other and you know they're at odds at the beginning of the song like carrie coon does not want to help her and mackenzie davis desperately needs her help to get across town uh so th- that that's what Markinson was talking about, uh, Dingus, is this, oh. this little indie movie that is completely, for me, redeemed because of one musical number that made me like the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie is actually still not very good, but because of the context from this amazing musical sequence, uh, I like I enjoy the rest of it, even though it's it's not very good. That's so that, that's how kind I feel of about issue. Grease, too. Well, that's so. kind of an issue with this movie is their, their scene where that, that duet establishes their connection. I'm with you, Kelly Wan, is I don't need to hear Lady Gaga doing a bunch of solo numbers after that. Yeah. Uh, if you can't top what you just showed me there, then let's move on from the music. Right. And if that's your idea of what is the best movie I've ever seen, like, I don't think I'm the right person for this movie. <laughs> well, well that, that's one of the things I loved about this movie is that it doesn't – treat us to entire musical numbers for the most part uh, Kelly had me worried about that when he said I don't want to see a movie where there's going to be a bunch of songs I don't want to see a concert that. right right and it doesn't even do it doesn't even it's in the middle evolve into a <laughs> montage that much could have been worse it, could have it, been does, worse. it does like snippets of songs it, it does that that one duet where they where he pulls her on the stage and I think that's electrifying I, I uh, you know Quite frankly, I could watch the first half of this movie again and again and love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that when he pulls her on the stage and she's she's like, no, I'm okay. Jeez, uh, okay, I'll go. You know, Kelly's in the opposite. She, he's. I think Kelly, you said, oh, he's he's 
totally these terrible mangling parts. my words yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta and get she goes sandwich. up there and sings with him i think their chemistry is wonderful and and i love hearing her sing and i i don't have any experience with her so that oh. type of thing was wonderful for me and i did and i love the fact that this movie didn't like lapse into we're going to have a scene then we're going to have a song and then we're going to have a scene and we're going to have a song and the 76 one definitely was like we're going to have a whole song and you're just gonna have to sit through it and fuck you. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I mean, and it's gonna be a bad song. Sorry. See, uh, does Christopherson have other girlfriends or ex-girlfriends in the old one? Because that's another thing that seemed kind of bullshit in this. Is there's no other women hanging around him ever? Well, that's what I'm saying too about uh, the movie taking pains to make him likable and sympathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, not being a junkies or tedious movie. But even it's just a, like, oh, that used to be you. Like, I don't know. But he never had any other girlfriends or never there was never any tension of someone else that he was into. There was no th- other woman or anything like that. This movie didn't want to be junkies or tedious. It didn't want to be men or dicks. It wanted to be, oh, look how sad it is that my boyfriend committed suicide because he loves me so much. And there's, there's, no, less there's, handsome, no kid been, there's no child I have that I've been neglecting. Right, right, right. That's the other trope, too. Is that, That's yeah, like lucky. He's, he's left, that he's left a family behind. Um, right. right. So he's not too bad an alcoholic. So he shouldn't have any issues. He's super functional too. He's really functional as an alcoholic. You can't have it both ways. He's either a mess <laughs> and has shitloads of kids that he doesn't know about or care about or, you know, he can make it work with Gaga. She's super on board and she's pretty low maintenance. Does, That's the does impression. Bradley, does Bradley Cooper have a Kilroy was here tattoo on his arm? <laughs> That's oh, from when he was in he Lord of the Rings. I don't know what it was though. What the heck was that? And why would you... Gilroy. <laughs> was that an actual Bradley Cooper tattoo, or was that a character thing? Yeah, I, one of the I never, when I see When I see tattoos on characters in movies, I always wonder, is that is that the actor just yeah. with some dumb tattoo, or did they do that for the character? I always wonder that when I see The Rock. Is that thing on his shoulder? <laughs> Dingus, he was born that way. That's <laughs> his cultural heritage. <laughs> They're drinking to their legs. Born that way. Very nice. Um... So, uh, what did you guys think of Dave Chappelle? I okay. I this might make me a racist. I swear to God, I thought I was watching Bokeem Woodbine. What? I don't know Dave, Dave Chappelle from Adam. Oh like, I guess he has a TV God. show. Why would he? Why would the I know who that is? The masturbation guy from uh, from that Matthew Perry movie. What? Ugh. What? I have never seen a Matthew Perry movie. Why would I see such a thing? It's uh, nine. Oh, jeez, what's the? <laughs> What's the Matthew Perry movie? Oh, never. Mind. I'm trying to remember the name of the weed movie with him and. Uh, I've never people. seen a weed movie with him. Yeah, I don't. I would have no idea who he is. Jim Brewer. I love Dave Chappelle in this. I I like Dave. I did Dave too. Chappelle yeah. Anyway, I have a, a huge amount of uh, I don't know warm feelings for him. I know he went through. He's gone through a really hard time, and uh, I've heard him say funny shit uh, and often enough just, to like him. He was just great in this. He was just so super relaxed, and and obviously a friend of the friend of this guy. Ah, oh, man, I love Dave Chappelle in this. And I even liked his uh his little port monologue. Like I think Kelly was making yeah. fun of it, which is yeah. fine. But Kelly, did, I thought that was good writing. Like yeah. I liked the port yeah. monologue. It's his only okay. real scene. Well, I got to make jokes out of something. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I didn't know if you didn't if you thought it was dumb writing or because you're you're as picky as Dingus and I about writing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, um, no, I like I, that. I, I, if we, as he's doing the monologue, I was kind of like, oh, God, really? But he sold it, and when he, yep. he saw it through, and I was like, yeah, okay, that it's works. It's not a natural. 
Yeah. Sonya. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. It even Mark. sounded like something Dave Chappelle would say to Bradley Cooper in RL. He Dude, just, he, he was just so relaxed. And also, I really got a sense of their, the history of their relationship. It was really and nice. And they all liked her. I liked that. I like it. it that seemed kind of touching to me. Is that yeah. instead of her being the Yoko, they were all like, yeah, no, she's the best thing that ever happened. Either. Right, right, right. <laughs> Kelly Wand. Yeah, exactly. Well, There's but, nothing about her breaking up the yeah. band or anything. Yeah, that's the other He's the Yoko. Right. <laughs> so, Markinson really liked uh, Chappelle, but he thought uh, Andrew Dice Clay was just okay. The dad? I, I've, I'm just, I was so, I mean, I'm. I'm just so glad to see Andrew Dice Clay just be playing normal people like Blue Jasmine and this. Yeah. Like I, I just appreciate when he shows up and he's not doing his persona and he can just sort of settle down and play a character in a movie. That's 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 gratifying to see. Um, Did you guys know going in that Sam Elliott was going to be in this? No, <laughs> I didn't. So, so I read a little bit about the movie. Though, I didn't know I either. I but when Bradley Cooper starts talking, I'm like, Yep, he's doing yep. a. Is he either doing? Jeff Bridges or Sam Elliott? What's he doing right now? And then Sam Elliott shows up as his older brother. Yeah. I like you stole my voice too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, you stole my fucking voice. They say fucking in every sentence to each other. That's how brother. Oh, that I could have done. That felt forced. I thought. Uh, that's how really? brothers okay. talk. Come on, in Barry they do it. Yeah, they, they don't talk like they're in a David Mamet play. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think swearing's cool and funny when Sam Elliott is it. So. I guess so. It is fun because he's normally like a wholesome cowboy. Often. Yeah, he's yeah. The, the cowboy who doesn't cuss. So fair enough. Yeah, but he's the star I, who's born in this movie. I will say the moment that the driver pulls up to the the drag bar and Bradley Cooper says, well, it's a fucking bar. Let me in. I was like, yeah, sweet. I know this is an R-rated movie now. Like yeah. when, once an F-bomb drops that early, I know I'm in, a, in an R-rated movie and there can be drug use and smoking and maybe even nudity. So I was very glad at that moment. Do you know who that yeah. driver is, by the way? That's who is that? Thing? Is, that's what? Greg. Uh, that's Greg Grunberg. He was in. Uh, well, I I first knew him from the television series Alias, but he was also in The Force Awakens. <laughs> that should not be how you say yeah. those words. <laughs> <laughs> he was also is in he JJ Abrams? Sorry, I just, I just love I I really really like. I think he's the guy that J.J. Abrams puts in all of his movies and TV shows. Is it that guy? Yeah. Because he plays the pilot in Lost who gets eaten in the first episode, if it's who I'm thinking. Oh, uh, he's good in that. He's I don't born know to play that. that role. Is that a television series? I don't know that. You should check it out, Dingus. It's only like 10 seasons. <laughs> all right. I'm going to work my Linda way through the Lindelof figured out that ending. First. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. So, Markinson also wants to know it. He says it seems weird that he's playing paid gigs when he's playing uh, these huge concerts. Right. Yeah, that whole wellness seminar or whatever. I was like, uh, the yeah. seminar, can they afford him when they're – Maybe that was a rehab, things? previous rehab penalty or something, or like community uh, service. I, I, I wasn't real clear on how – obviously he's recognizable everywhere, but I wasn't real clear on – when Sam Elliott said, I sold the farm, I thought that's when we were going to start finding out that he's in financial trouble. He's recognizable and beloved. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, but you're in my yeah. ditch. Yay. Well, there is, Cooper, there is a ditch. financial difficulty, like like back, ta back taxes in the 1976 thing. So maybe that's right. what this is trying to. Who's no, is that? Shouldn't he just have a manager or it's Sam Elliott? Like, was well, manager's Gary Busey? What do we mean? 
that's a good point. <laughs> you want Gary Busey to do your taxes, Kelly Wand? Uh, I'd rather have Sam Elliott. You know. <laughs> All right, so you know, you remember Kelly Wand, how Dingus was wondering about, you know, when they get those drone shots, I wonder if they have to get clearance from the FAA. Remember that, yeah. Kelly Wand? That's yeah, a I remember that. impression of me, by the way. <laughs> that was really hard. Equivalent. Here's my equivalent in this movie. I'm watching this movie, and even from the very first scene, I'm like, now, did they just get together a bunch of extras for a concert, or did they co-opt someone else's concert, and Bradley Cooper's up there, and they're making the people, like, wait on the main act while they shoot this Bradley Cooper footage? Uh. Uh, like, how do, they, how do they do concert scenes like that? Or is it just CG people? Like, I know it wasn't in the first scene, but, like, later on, is it just CG people? Or are there people waiting to see, you know, Stone Temple Pilots or whatever, and the camera crew comes out, and they're like, oh, we're going to shoot a scene with Bradley Cooper real quick. Stone Temple Pilots will be out later. Uh, or do they just pay a bunch, you know, a thousand, however many extras to come out and pack a coliseum? Do you guys know the answer to that? You you don't know the answer that you're going to tell us some cool. No, it's like Dingus doesn't know if they have to get FAA clearance for the drones. They could all be CG people too. And there's only two That's people there. Record. Having done one of these, <laughs> I, I was in to... Forrest Gump in a crowd scene. Is that impressive? You were? Yeah. And they CG'd us because it was there were only like 200 of us, and it was like that football part. Oh really? And they added a bunch of other people. Yeah, it was really big. Oh. And and a guy was uh, uh, refusing to take his sunglasses off, and the PA's were yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, uh, and there was a hot girl with jeans, like like a row ahead of me. And then Tom Hanks and all the football players went jeans because they were lusting for her from the field while they were doing their stunts. Not Tom Hanks. I refuse to believe that Kelly Wand. Yeah, he was doing it. It's dumb. <laughs> that movie's retarded. <laughs> Sorry, that came out wrong. Anyway, getting back to Starsborn, really cool. Really <laughs> glad we did it. Um, you guys have really convinced me. That, um, uh, my top you, ten list is Do you really remember the first film. concert you ever went to? Me or Kelly Wand? Either one of you. Of course, everyone remembers their first concert. Thing. It's uh, like remembering your first kiss. All right, yeah. Well, what was your yours, Tom? What was your first? Uh, Charlie Daniels Band at the Barton Coliseum <laughs> in Little Rock, Arkansas. What? No way! Funny? Seriously? At what yeah. age? What wow. I don't know. It's Devil Went Down to Georgia was the really big song. Yeah. I don't Why think... is that weird? Come on. What's that's the matter? Awesome. Quit being, no, quit I, being I think that's prejudiced awesome. against country. What about? Okay. What, what was y'all's first concert? Uh. Mine was U2 at RFK in Washington. Oh, yeah. You, okay, that's way snootier than what I have. Yeah, right? yeah. Mine was Forrest Gump and then uh, <laughs> Bradley Cooper's opening scene. Bradley Cooper's opening scene. <laughs> All right, so Dingus, yeah. uh, we had Nick D and Chris Markinson right in. Uh, do, what did Mar- so Nick D really Where did liked extras it. Where really from? Liked it. Tom's question. Uh, Nick D liked the he – said, he said it started strong. But oh, right, right. He's the one that's the movie of the week. Of the week. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Chris Webb liked it enough to see it twice. What did Markinson think of that? Because he hates La La Land. Markinson liked it quite a lot, and he's glad that we did the movie, and he's also glad that he didn't watch the other movies. <laughs> I think, really? Yeah. Oh, the other stars is born. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see this, and I'm glad I did. I mean, I don't, it's exactly what I expected. I'll give you um, that. Oh, I'll no, I, I expected a lot more from it. Uh, Chris Webb is is the one who loves this thing. He, why? He loves it. Yeah. He didn't say why when he... Chris Webb, what did he write in? Yes, he did. Well, he might be trolling. Why did he, did he no, say well, what he liked? Well, part of it is. <laughs> you, I'm enraged by this news. Do you? Uh, no, are, I'm not. 
what was your watching experience? Uh, so I, I I just saw it alone in a theater with two other people, and they were not related to me. They were just sitting off alone. Um, My theater you, was full. Yeah, your theater was full. How did they react? Uh, it got applause at the end. I mean, you know. Okay, it, but during but during it, was there like any reactions? Uh, a few laughs, um, but no, no, like no gasps or anything. Or Cal was ruining the movie for Germans because when he, Bradley Cooper would say mean things, the girls in the audience would go, "Oh!" and I'd go, <laughs> like ten times louder than their paws, and they turned around and looked at me. So, so that's uh, how loud I was snort, so snorting. Webb- wishes that we would have seen it opening night the way he did because uh, he said it was <laughs> packed yeah. and they were totally into everything the movie was doing near the yeah. end of the movie when Rez explains to Jack that he is holding back Allie's career my audience reacted to that limey bastard the way Berkeley reacted to Tom telling a baby <laughs> to shut up <laughs> First of all, I never told a baby to shut up. I told the woman to take the baby outside. The baby cheered you. <laughs> there was yeah, booing. take the baby outside and then come back by yourself. There was <laughs> that was Tom's advice. The so they booed. They booed the smarmy British manager. Yeah. Wow. So there was booing. There was yelling. It was a great time. So she's uh, great so, for her career. Boo! So I think I, you know Chris loved it and uh, and liked it the second time. He was worried that it would fall off, but I think he liked it the second time. Um, he liked the music. My theory is people who like this like the songs, and that's except for you two. You're just weird. But oh, I I actually like the songs in this. I think that okay, well, all right, music's pretty good. It's much better than the 1976 songs. I mean, the 1976 song is I want to I want to murder that song. Um, The song has a hit. It's it's ineligible for the best soundtrack at the Oscars or something. Also, uh, (laughs) uh, Chris Webb has something interesting to say about. Bradley Cooper's look in the movie, which yeah. really bothered me because he's just constantly greasy hair. It's like yes. just greasy hair, greasy hair, it's greasy garbage. hair. But for Chris, it was uh, he. He loves the look. He says, "You see the alcohol seeping out of his pores." Well, yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. But Tom, to me, it just looks like fake turning. greasy hair. And, and yeah, Not greasy Chris enough, Webb. Tom. Swore no, Chris Webb. Look at look at people who've been ravaged by alcohol. They do not look like that. Bradley Cooper and I don't. I have no issue with this. The movie is basically two beautiful people playing celebrities and just hanging out and having great chemistry together. I'm fine with that. But that is alcoholics do not. Bradley Cooper just looked really. He was fit too, like when his shirt yeah. was off and everything. Bradley Cooper was in great shape. Vanity piece. Like, his face was a little yeah. wrinkly, like like night and but, day, but, but like here's, Tom here's, Cruise wrinkly. But but here's the thing, Dingus. Watching this, I was wondering. I'm actually glad Chris Webb brings this up. Men can look like grizzled and unshaven and greasy-haired. Is there any counterpart for, uh, for, for women? Sweaty. No, there isn't. Actually, <laughs> I mean, so no. Kelly, what like sweaty? Like sweaty is cool, like in an action or sex scene or something. But yeah. but as far as like the overall look, you can have men unshaven and their hair unwashed and the age showing on their face, and they're applauded because they look grizzled or they look authentic and and. I guess with women, you just don't have them put on makeup. Uh, no, if Amber I, I had, wish... like, blew up dynamite and she had, like, scorched face, it'd look hot. So, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> I talked about um, 
the old man and the gun and seeing uh, Sissy Spacek for the case by case in a long t- in a long time and I thought she looked really great but she looks her age uh, right. and I'm I am appreciative of people who look their age because you know I'm my age uh, but I understand <laughs> kind of what you're getting to Dingus is his age, and he's got the Bradley Cooper jeans, though. Dingus, I don't want to hear any yeah. of your, eh, my age. <laughs> Dingus looks 30, for yeah. Pete's sake. No, I do not. Um, so, 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 so he likes I, people who look his age like himself. Right, right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> or something. But I thought Bradley Cooper looked great. Like, I... And I I, I love also Lady Gaga with when her hair is not super bright platinum. Like I, I think she's a beautiful woman without like the like I, I didn't realize she was as beautiful as she is in this movie, by the way. I think she was stunning just as a as a catering worker. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. You know, it reminded me of something that I went through early on in my acting career, uh, where I went to visit a girlfriend I was uh, I was with who was working at the Walnut Street Theater in Philadelphia uh, and she was at, on a main stage show and I was waiting in the green room and some other actress was sitting back there and I'm, and she's like oh what do you do well I'm waiting for this you know I'm waiting for my friend over there and yeah I'm going to be an actor too and she looked at me and she's like well your eyes are a little too close together and uh, <laughs> what yeah she That's- she was just griefing me and she's like what's your name Christian Morosky she's like well you're gonna have to change that and, and now nowadays the I think well, Chewedal Edgy for is going to be laughing at you in a few years um, but yeah. it, but just that that analysis of of the way actors and actresses even more so like hyper analyze themselves like oh my nose is way too big well she's gorgeous she's a gorgeous person and by the way that's something that lady yeah. gaga really dealt with and she's talked about in interviews oh she, she has uh, yeah about being a plain looking woman and her nose and oh like, i didn't like know that yeah yeah what? i mean you know coming coming into music is as brutal as it is as being an actor maybe even more so i would say i would think it's uh, just like those british guys go your nose is too big and look what what the girl was saying to dingus like she does right. get but they're, those guys are fucking idiots. Right. Well, I mean, look at look at Lady Gaga. Like I, she looks. Fun. She never. She, no, no, but she never looks when she's performing and when she's in her music videos and whatnot. She never looks like the the girl in the first part of Star Is Born. Right. Uh, she could if she super, felt like it. Right. Exactly. And, and but she's super. Like there's a there's a she's, like she's wearing a mask. Um. And I just I didn't oh. realize how gorgeous she was underneath that mask. I prefer without the mask. I do too, Kelly Wand. I do too. Definitely. I love the way that you just put that, because uh, I I had no idea. Because I don't know, I don't know Lady Gaga. I don't know. I didn't either Sona at all. Um, I thought she was just the new Madonna. That's all I knew about her. I mean, uh, I, I'm not a musically not, inclined. But that's not necessarily inaccurate, Kelly Wand. And Madonna's another similar right. situation. You look at early, like Costumes, she also became a platinum blonde, and uh, I can't think of Madonna's real name. But she also is a younger Chicone. woman. Yeah, exactly, right. Uh, was kind of plain. Um, but actually, Gaga um, looks hotter. Plain I agree. Than she Madonna. looks yep. gorgeous but, in this. Madonna looked hot when she had the mask on. <laughs> I would yeah, switch. Yeah. That's something different about the. Uh, I don't know. But maybe but, things have But Aguilera has an I'll go one by one. Down. Okay, so Jessica Simpson. Uh, okay. <laughs> but Gaga's no. She's super hot. That's why it's. That's why. Like, both the characters are supposed to be lamer than they really are. So I'm like, 
watching them and going, uh-huh, yeah, you guys have real problems. <laughs> like, I'm kind of rooting against them, like, all right, Bradley Cooper, well, it's like Rockstar, in, in Lady Gaga, it, big nose. Oh, no. It's like in Case 39, Kelly <laughs> Wand, uh, Bradley Cooper, child psychologist. Like, you're like, uh, this guy's got a charmed life. Look how yeah. handsome he is. And he gets killed by hornets, and you're like, ha-ha. <laughs> I had a joke in the Opsis where the girl turns to me and goes, see, I told you he was facile, but I uh, had it for the hornets. Right. Yeah. I don't think anyone got the Hornets one either. I made. Ah, I, made I know. I made Kelly Wand right. watch the entirety of Case Thirty Nine, the dumb <laughs> horror movie uh, with yeah. Adele Furland. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Uh, Ian McShane's in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Mention right. that. A lot of people who were, and that was before Bradley Cooper was famous. So he's like, and he's super hitting right. on Renee. Oh. And oh. she wants no part of it. I love that. Yeah. Too. She's like, yeah, like, we're friends, all right. Yeah. Oh, you guys. Uh, there's this great sequence that I found online um, where Louis C.K. is on this radio show and they, they're talking to him about Actor Studio and uh, you know he said anytime any actor any anybody asks a question of Sean Penn or whoever on Inside the Actor Studio that person is never going to be famous anybody who stands up on Inside the Actor Studio that show uh, they're never going to be famous you just know that right off the bat and then the, the, the clip goes to Bradley Cooper in his second year of acting <laughs> asking Sean Penn a question about doing the Hurley Burley movie after having done the Hurley Burley play and, and of course Bradley Cooper then humps Louis C.K. on the couch in a movie so uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, he really tried, yeah. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> he really tried. Scientology meetings, just saying. Uh, uh, all right, so uh, start Dingus. Did anyone else write in? Are we missing? No, no, any, no. Uh, it's just the three of them, and and, all right. and we we pretty much covered everything they had to say. So, what should we see next week, Kelly Wand? Okay, you laughed at replicas with Keanu Reeves. So instead, we're seeing um, a submarine movie with Gerard Butler called Hunter awesome. Killer. This is going to be great. It's submarine action movies, and Gerard Butler agreed to do it. That tells you all you need to know, Kelly Wand. <laughs> I like. I'm looking at a poster for, it and he's not even mentioned. Is nope. oh, in a, don't spoil anything. Like four names. So he's fifth. Uh, it's a book yet a poster. As long as it's better, I, I watched uh, Mile Twenty Two just came out for stream. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Prequel to Case Thirty Nine. He looks yeah exactly Case Thirty Nine Mile Twenty Two. I love numbers in my movies oh, yeah. where uh, he just looks really sullen and he's holding a gun. What's on Mile the, the poster 22? of the movie? So it's basically an Indonesian fight movie <laughs> that got Mark Wahlberg to be in it. <laughs> Wait, a what so, kind of fight movie? Like the Raid Redemption, the you know that oh. the, uh, Indonesian fight movies. They're uh, well, he's uh, a tough so, guy. He's a real tough, scruffy. Yeah, we it's called Mile Twenty. It, well, it's it's a it's a Peter Berg movie, Dingus, which is oh. why I was interested. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, it has Lauren Cohen from Walking Dead. Kelly Wand. What? Uh, Maggie from Walking Dead. She's like a super badass, like commando agent. In Stars Born. Yeah, boy, that would be something else. I would like a Star is Born that's basically like about covert ops soldiers. A Bronze Star is Born. Yeah. 
So anyway, Hunter Killer, let's do some action movies after watching melodramas. It's time to move on to action. High seas action with submarines with Gerard Butler. What more could you ask for? If you see Hunter Killer... Is that a poem? Right... Write to 3x3 at quarter3.com. Let us know what you thought. How did Gerard do? How did the submarine action compare to Crimson Tide? These are the kind of things that we're going we're gonna to want to talk about. Should it be remade uh, with Eddie Gaga? Right, exactly. What other casting choices could you have made? Get those emails to us before November 11th, midnight Pacific, and we'll include those on the air in our discussion. <laughs> Dingus, what three by three topics should folks be thinking about for the the rest of the month? They should be thinking about repeated lines within the same movie. Ah! What's that again? Repeated lines within the same movie. Perfect. And where do they send their emails about those before uh, October? No, December second, midnight Pacific. (laughs) Yes, send them before October next year uh, to three x. Three at quarter to three dot com. What's that again, Dingus? Three x three at quarter to three dot com. <laughs> Perfect excuse to say things twice. This particular three by three. Ah, uh, what was that? So join us for uh, Hunter Killer next week, and we'll repeated lines at the end of the month. I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Christian Murkowski. It's Christian Murkowski. And we also have been here with Kelly Wand. If Gaga wins Best Actress for this, and Bradley Pease. alone in my heart. I suddenly wish Barbara Streisand had played the Bradley Cooper part. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. I'm available for Scientology meetings starting now. I think if we had a better band name, we might have made it. He has the what was their band name? Why didn't they tell us what the bad band name was? I wanted to know. Oh, uh, yeah. Bill Murray whispered it. Get you. I'd rather have been an extra than that. Just one white guy in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Watching them hug. <laughs> <laughs>